Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt. Matt, my name is Matt. I'm Matt too. Today we are previewing public hearings. Woohoo! April 8th and the 9th and the 10th. Three days and I'm sure that that, I, I, what I'm really hoping is that uh, while, while I was doing that woohoo, you out there listening in, in your car or on your treadmill or on your bike somewhere, thank you for listening. Um, also did a woohoo because it's exciting times. It we're, is exciting we're, times. We're getting through these 2,000 bills that have come before the committee this year. And the amazing part is, as I was looking at our spreadsheet that you can find on Twitter and Facebook, right at the top, it's pinned. Go, on go, to, our, go to our page and it's pinned there. They are flying through these work sessions. There's only like three bills as of right now that have had public hearings that have not had work sessions and voted on. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Two of them are uh, like financial ones. One was about like teacher retirement shifting to the state. Yep. They're waiting on that because that costs a crap ton of money. Yeah. And the other ones are the immunization <laughs> ones. A very specific amount right there. It's like crap the, ton. Like the, the, the economics there. That's in the glossary, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it is. Uh, the other one is the immunization bills, which are actually, you know, of course, still being heard. They're still going on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they just put, again, as you said before on a previous pod, their cardboard cutouts of themselves right. up there while people are just talking at them. Yeah, they're still they're still receiving testimony. Three minutes at a time. I'm assuming by the time you hear this, they're up to at least 5,000 pieces of testimony. So speaking of that a little bit, uh, when I heard that Rob Gronkowski retired, yeah. I started on Instagram, so I was with my wife at the time, and 10 minutes after he announced, he had 250,000 likes on that one. And every time I re- refresh, which is basically on my phone, just up, down, up, immediately, immediately, they gained an extra 10 or 20 or 30 every time, every second. And I looked the other day, it's up to like 2 million. That's ridiculous. Go Gronk. How we many people? You. Well, no, people are so happy to see him gone because, you know, of the, the damage he gives to other teams. So maybe other teams might have a little bit of a chance. They won't. Maybe. But, if, especially in the AFC East. If they, they didn't try to hurt Gronkowski so much, maybe he'd have had an even better career. But you guys are mean to him. He was just a big lumbering guy. Darn Giants fan next to me. Why did I start this pod? <laughs> Welcome to the NFL Matters with Matt and Matt. My name is Matt. <laughs> Let's go to LD318 to start our session on April 9th. This is an act to prepare all students... For work in life by requiring that students receive instruction in vocational preparation and practical life skills. Right. So with this one, the, the, the broad strokes of this is this one takes away, we have these things called career and education development standards that are in our law right now. This is going to kind of wipe those off and say call them vocational preparation and practical life skills. And it's going to require teaching of vocational education in some way or vocational preparation and practical life skills in elementary, middle school, and high school. So part of the new language says they'll, you're going to develop core workplace skills in areas such as planning, communication, problem solving, teamwork, computer applications, and includes practical workplace and home economics experience that maximize learning. Some of those first few things, like planning, communication, problem solving, team. Sounds like guiding principles. We don't do those anymore. Oh, that's right too. Well, if if you especially if you opted for the credit based diploma, they're not in there, so you don't have to do them. We don't need any of that stupid teamwork needs, stuff. We need a new bill to say we need to do that stuff. Who needs to be a clear and effective communicator? <laughs> Clearly not us. Uh, what? Thank I, you I for listening. It. So then that's that's really it. 
Yeah, that's it. That's just. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like I was going to go on, but now nah, that's really it. That that's it. Just to say, hey, change the change the language to from career and education to vocational and practical life skills, and put it in the classrooms. The rest of the day on April eighth is about charter schools. All about the charter schools. These are super interesting. First one is LD five thirteen, an act to limit the number of students and prevent the addition of grade levels at virtual public charter schools. This one is presented by Representative Brennan, who's on the Education Committee, and a bunch of other people, a lot of them on the Education Committee. Yes. All happen to be Democrats. Hmm. Just saying that. Just, just, just putting that out there. So the new language is the total enrollment. Well, it'll, that might make sense later. It, it, it'll come back. It'll the, come back around. Is that what you're telling us? The total enrollment at all virtual public charter schools authorized by the commission may not exceed the total enrollment at all virtual public charter schools at the end of the 2018-19 school year. That's this one. So charter schools, virtual, excuse me, virtual public charter schools, you're as big as you're ever going to get mm-hmm. at the end of this year. Period. End of story. That's it. That's it. That's the whole thing. There is literally no room for growth. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's why they pay me. The next two, with hopefully some chips from the Cross Cafe. Oh, Deep River Spicy Dill Pickle. Spicy Dill Pickle from Deep River. We should get the Cross Cafe to sponsor us. They should. They really should. Deep River is probably not going to get that far. They won't. Cross Cafe? Hey. Very specific. We have only talked good things. We could come and do a remote pod in the Cross Cafe, mm. and we could sample your fares. We have potential there. <laughs> so let's talk about the next two, LD-307, which is an act to limit the number of charter schools in Maine, and LD-438, which is an act to, an act to allow the creation of new innovative school models by removing the cap on the number of authorized charter schools. See, I, I like what both of these bills do here at the top because you, you can tell some of the some of the authors and some of the way that they're doing this because one says, limit the number of charter schools in Maine. Done. That's it. The other one is a little bit more sneaky because it says, an act to allow the creation of, a new, of new innovative school models by removing the cap on the number of authorized charter schools. Yeah, that part is the low voice, isn't it? That is the low voice. Like, hey, look, new innovative school models over here by reducing the cap. So the first one, the 307, limiting the number of charter schools. Rep- uh, Representative Brennan is the presenter, along with a whole number of Democrats, some of which are on the committee. And the second one, the, uh, I'll just say it, the sneaky one that you just said. It was, it, it's, it's sneakily written. Sponsored by Senator Pouliot of Kennebec, Republican, on the committee, and a bunch of other Republicans. Hmm. hmm. It's kind of like those two political parties have different ideologies what? regarding this issue of charter schools. So the first one, uh, the one that limits the number of charter schools, the, right now, well, let's go with currently. Currently, there's a cap of 10 charter school, public charter schools allowed in Maine. Correct. This would make that permanent. Yes. Okay. 438, yes, which the creation of those cool new innovative school models removes the cap. Because because the, there could be a, a, there's a possibility for this really great innovative idea for a school, and you see how the cap is limiting the innovation and creativity of people to build new schools. You see what's happening there. See, it's it's all salesmanship. 
Either that or, or you could really make the public schools that already exist a little bit better by supporting them even more. That's that, that's some radical – that's some like – You in, socialist in, in, demagogue. In, exactly. That's some that's some Green Party, middle of the road, independent, out of, the, out of nowhere nonsense you're talking right there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you're coming from with that saying that we should make our actual school, our, our public schools, our existing schools, uh, better. We should be putting more funding towards those. I think that's just a r- ridiculous idea. How dare you, sir? How dare you? I've been pretty much told those exact same things quite a bit in my recent past. So that, <laughs> that was actually all of Monday the eighth in the afternoon. No controversy there. <laughs> So let's go no, to... There, there, uh, won't, there won't be any, any controversy there because charter schools are one of those things that do not drive any controversial thought no. in the state of Maine. Well, good, because the 9th is going to be even less controversial. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, April 9th at 1 p.m. in the Cross Building, where the amazing Cross Cafe is. Uh, let's talk about standardized testing because there's nothing going on there, right? It's, 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 only, it's only March as we're recording this, so it's standardized testing season in Maine. So let's talk about this first one because I honestly don't know why this one exists. So let's read it. It's LD-185. Ooh, low number. It is a low number. Just we, making we, it. We thought we were in the, getting to the double digits. Especially, especially with the next one, which is almost 1,000 numbers higher. This is LD-185, an act to provide a method for a student to be excused from standardized testing. Okay. So it's all new language. And it talks about opt-outs. And it basically requires a a school unit to excuse a student from a standardized assessment administered pursuant to the state's assessment program at the written request of the student's parent or guardian and establishes requirements for school units and the DOE related to excusing a student. Um, Yeah. So here's the question right now. Kids can opt out and do. It's not formal. There's, right. There is no formal form, a formal form. There's or, no formal form. Or an informal form. The, f- the formal form should have a format. Uh, a really formatted should. formal form. Well, if it's a format, then it's it's for us then, right? It, it, uh, yes, a mat and mat format, formal form. Okay. Mat, that's, mat, that's mat, what mat, we formatted need. formal form. Right now, since we are both in the midst of testing in our districts, um, I have a student opt-out form over there on my desk right now. That it was basically written on notepaper and copied and sent, mm-hmm. and that's all we need. Yeah, and, and they don't take the test. Yeah, already happens. It, it it does happen. Each each district is a little bit different how they do it. And mm-hmm. um, what? Yeah, I I don't understand this either because it can happen. I I get that the fact that this might be trying to allow people to inform folks that that's it, is, it, it is. is state law that you can do this, but it, this is this is solving a problem that doesn't need to be solved because it already has a solution. And all of the different uh, things that kids are supposed to do while they're being excused from the assessment already happens Most, right now. They already happen because that's been the so, general, you know, back in the day when smarter balance assessments started to come through, which caused a lot of this, this stuff to, to really be brought up. Um, districts all over the state started deal, hearing and seeing the opt-out issue and for the first time really ever. And so they started to create systems and organizations like the MSSA or MPA and other places that said, here's some recommendations of how you can deal with this. And districts have been doing that since then for the last four years. So this continues with the next one a little bit. And i got a couple of questions before we start this one. Well, no, I'm going to retract that. I'm going to start it, and then I'm going to ask you a question. We'll do this in order. 
Okay. LD 1152. It's a newer one. It's an act to make the main educational assessment optional for kindergarten to grade 8. This is different than what I thought it was going to be. So here's my question for you. When we talk about ESSA, which is the Every Student Succeeds Act. Which replaced the No Child Left Behind Act. That's a law, right? That is federal it's, law. It's not just guidelines or things, you policies. It's law. It's, it's not like this pirate's code that's more like a set of guidelines. It's not that kind of a thing. No. It's, it's law. In a pirate's code... Do they require, like, parrots and peg legs? That's just, again, it's, just not, it's not really code. It's a set of guidelines. It's a set of guidelines. So peg legs, optional. Yeah. So See, I'm, I'm referencing Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. I don't know if you – I don't think you you know you recognize that, but it's a direct quote from that movie. Did not. So that would be totally missed. There are people out there going, come on, it was from Black Pearl. But nothing. No? Captain Jack Sparrow, nothing. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> Ripped off Keith Richards, but that's okay. He, so, was, his, he was his father. Oh, yeah. Kind of Spoiler a meta ripoff. Spoiler alert. In the third movie. All right, so go ahead. What we, are, we, we, we Tangent digress. alert. Tangent alert. So this one says, here's the new language. Uh, talks about, about adds a new, instead of each school unit, it's each participating school unit, should blah, 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 blah. But the new language is the participation of a public elementary or secondary school, public charter school, or private school under this paragraph. Or a unit for grades 3 to 8 is optional. Yes. A, a public elementary or secondary school, et cetera, may conduct a locally developed assessment to track that schools or units' student performance for grades 3 to 8. So schools can completely opt out of this according to this, including, as we get to the second page here, the statewide oh, – no, I'm going to get to that one in a second. That's my favorite one out of this entire podcast. So the anticipation is just killing me here. But schools can opt out of the assessment, according to this bill. Doesn't that not conflict with federal law, as we just kind of talked about? Well, this is a real question. I'm not, I, I'm not sure if I'm being sarcastic or, or serious or just our typical, we don't really know anything, but we're going to talk to you about it anyway. So my concern is that if we don't have enough schools participate, or students participate, we don't get federal money. And federal money for the state of Maine is somewhere around, if I'm thinking right, $70 million? Yeah, $75. $75 million. Uh, it's not a lot, but it's something. And for every district, that, that money means something. So and if they could potentially take that away because we're not participating in their federal guidelines, law, slash code, like pirate code, I've heard, then <laughs> that's money that we have to pick up ourselves. So... I, I, I took a second while you were going through that, and I, and I, and I thank you for that because I wanted to make sure I got some answers for you, some of the questions. Nice. Um, it's I, so I, unlike us. It is, I, I, but, I, but I dove in, and there are some things in ESSA that, have, that changed No Child Left Behind. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's some flexibility requirements or some mm-hmm. things that have changed. But there are some things that haven't changed. And one of the things that you were just saying was that states still have to give yearly assessments to an ELA, English Language Arts, and Mathematics – um, in grades three through eight, and in high school. And again, that's Maine, right? No, that's that's under ESSA. Everybody has. I mean, that's Maine's submission for ESSA. In or- other states, do something could do something slightly different, like locally developed assessments. I know some states are looking at that. Well, I, I know that uh, New Hampshire, for example, is doing yeah. some performance assessment stuff, but they're on a waiver. 
and they had special permission mm, to go okay. and do this because it was so very different. Um, other states used something like the NWEA as their state assessment. Yep. Um, other state, states used the PARC or the Smarter Balanced Assessment. We use the Empower, which is created by Measured Progress. and But we still have to um, give these yearly math ELA exams to students grade 3 through 8 and in high school. And they say this is the third year of high school, which gets confusing because you think junior year. Well, no, not, doesn't have to be, you could be a third year ninth grader. Whatever your third year is, you take this assessment. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there is still the requirement of ninety-five percent participation, as you were as you brought up. Mm-hmm. So, if this became optional for grades K through eight or three through eight, excuse me, grade three through eight, that would completely make. And even if all the high schools then did one hundred percent, that would not make our state ninety-five percent participation. There's just that just wouldn't happen, and so then we would be liable to lose that seventy-five million dollars that comes from the federal government, which we need to help offset a lot of different programs. Seems like a lot of money. Seventy-five million dollars is a lot of money for a small rural state like ours. But it's not even the best part of this proposed bill. There, it gets better. Better is relative. Here's the sneaky part that got put in here. Under uh, section 6206, it says page two of this bill. It adds a section about learning results. Uh, it talks about uh, this, the department shall establish and implement a comprehensive statewide system of learning results, core of standards in ELA and math, uh, with other states set forth in session. Yeah, our content standards. Content states for right. every math, science, technology, social studies, career and educational development, visual performing arts, health, PE, and wellness, world languages. And right in the middle, the statewide system of learning results is optional for kindergarten to grade eight. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> As I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, participating, you can opt out, that sort of thing. And um, the system of learning results is now optional for K to eight. That can't be what they meant. Okay. So it, 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 they can't mean that the standards are optional for K to eight, because that's what the system of learning results is. This whole thing has been about measurement. This must be a mistake. So later on in this very paragraph, a public school, a public charter school is defined or private school approved for tuition purposes, blah, 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 may participate in the system of learning results setting forth in this section. So this is intentional. Later on, it gets to each participating school uh, with the assessment shall ensure sufficient opportunity and capacity through multiple pathways for all of those eight subject areas we just meant. So basically, learning results are now optional if you want to opt out. And as a bonus, you don't have to take the MAA anymore. That's what it's really getting at. That's amazing. That's, yeah, look at looking further down under... Parameters of essential instruction. Graduate each, un, each new new language participating school shall ensure sufficient opportunity. Blah 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 blah. So, not each school, each participating school, each school that has signed on to be a part of the main learning results to use that. Okay, so this is now making standards optional in our state, only for K to eight. So you still have standards t- according to this. When you're in high school, yes, K to yeah. So, what 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 could go wrong there? So, so the summary for this one, 
I'll read you the entire summary. Yeah. Summary. This bill makes the currently mandatory state assessment program for schools optional for kindergarten to grade 8. And that's the it. end. It kind of missed that, oh, yeah, by the way, we don't have standards anymore if you don't want them. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I, yeah, un- unless this is really get, my, my only other thought on this is that it is it getting to the fact that since it's all related to assessment, that the assessments have to be aligned to if they choose to do this to their to assess their kids do the assessments have to be aligned to the main state learning results but that's not really what this is saying Mm-mm. and cuz it, when it's under 6209 and 20 that that's the actual stand learning results and the standards that's that's our parameters for essential instruction that has to do with assessment so i'm i'm very curious to hear more about this because you know now a lot of a lot of flags are getting raised now on this one so Tuesday, April 9th at 1 p.m., clear your schedule. <laughs> we should go to this one. So that's, that's really the end of that one. Uh, that is repre- uh, presented by Representative Handy of Lewiston and co-sponsored by Collings of Portland and Sampson of Alfred, who's on the committee. So let's go to the last two, which are <laughs> much, much less uh, controversial. Uh, the first one is uh, LD 1168. A resolve, I haven't turned the page yet, a resolve to improve Maine's response to childhood trauma. Damn it. Yep. Representative head of Bethel, get your act together and get some whereases into this thing. So this one establishes a task force uh, with all kinds of experts and interested party for to develop guidance for K-12 administrators on appropriate training and responses to childhood trauma and to submit a report by December. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Again, I love task forces. Task forces are great. You know, the the more we can study stuff, the more we know stuff, the more we learn about things that are really impacting school, whether it be, you know, uh, trauma or tackle football or that was ought not to pass um, or other ideas that are coming forward to, to study. Let's make sure we're making the right decisions. Let's make sure we are making informed, fully informed decisions by studying these things. I'm, I'm, I think these are great, but I also know they come at a cost. I'm going to say that this one is going to fail. It's why do you say that? Because I'm looking at number three of one of the topics that the task force shall consider. Oh, excuse me, number four. A mandated social and emotional learning curriculum for K-8. to Are there some organizations that would be against that? I think it's pretty much um, everybody... Who doesn't want to give money to the big companies and uh, I know in my particular district right now we're looking at doing something with social emotional learning stuff but mm-hmm. all of our schools have slightly different ideas and want to go in slightly different directions so we're like okay yeah we want like a, a district-wide like oversee uh, which is basically me trying to figure <laughs> all this out but allowing the schools to, to do what they need to do sure with established frameworks but not mandated curriculums because mandated curriculums are tough. They are. But if we have nice frameworks that we can allow to meet kids where they are, kind of sounds good. So I'm going to predict this one fails. See, that, you know, see, as another curriculum director, you're speaking my language when you're talking about frameworks. Nice. That's that's how that's the magic. That's where the magic really happens in in systems design and systems implementation and creation and change. It's it's not in the requiring the step by step thing of everyone does it the same way. No, it's a framework. They have the ideas and you work within those ideas but you get there your own way it's just that's the that's beautiful 
You know what would have made this resolve kind of ought to pass, in my opinion? Whereas is? Yep. So let's go to the next one. And maybe an emergency. Ugh, it could only make it better, right? right? LD1341, one of the newest ones. It's an act to provide flexibility for efficient and effective management of school management and leadership centers. This one, there's a lot of cross-outs and underlines. It changes, reg uh, it changes school management and leadership into regional service centers uh, for approximately 10 pages. Yeah, this is, this is a huge, huge bill with a lot of little changes in there. It just changes the name of school management and leadership centers to regional service center, and then a lot of financial stuff. And is it just to be just practicing consistency? Is that all it is? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the summary is a page long, a full page, and I don't. I don't really. Let's wait for the testimony on that one. I don't know. There's a lot there, but I think it's making things consistent. And we we've seen some bills earlier. Uh, about regional service centers and how to expand them to include, um, like, uh, principal, right, um, principal training and that sort of thing. It's kind of expanding that, and I think this is just putting it all into line. So it goes along with the other one, which is why I'm surprised that this one didn't go together with some of those before. But again, it's 1341. It just got printed. This is literally one of the last ones on our spreadsheet. Yeah, which you can find on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter on Facebook. Main Ed Matters on Twitter and Main Education Matters on Facebook. That's the end of the ninth. End of the ninth. On to the tenth. We're on to the tenth. We're on to the last ones. And this one is interesting because there's four bills, but two of them are culture stuff. We don't care about culture. We just uh, don't care. No. So we're down to two. Forget it. Moving on. And then we're going to move on quickly to the last, to the two that we have. One of them is LD642 which is an act regarding kindergarten readiness for children who are deaf and hard of hearing, uh, presented by Senator Breen of Cumberland and co-sponsored by uh, one former member of the Education Committee, Representative Peirce. Mm -hmm. And this one is talking about uh, adding, it's adding some language basically to figure out how do we do better with our kids who are coming into schools that are deaf and hard of hearing. Right. And... Uh, developmental milestones and really trying to figure out so what are we doing with our kids that are coming in who are deaf and hard of hearing and try to set some guidelines so guidelines and expectations and that, that so that we are what's that word I'm looking for inclusive what inclusive so, not exclusive inclusive we like inclusive we do we're all part of this we're all part of this thing called the, the humans on this big blue marble spinning around and around in space that's is all we are is that like Carl Sagan could be, or, or Neil deGrasse Tyson. Let's go to the last one. LD1306, after we skip Leonard Nimoy. those darn library systems. Again, <laughs> culture? No. No. LD1306, an act to promote safe schools through the creation of the Safe School Climate Council. Wasn't there just one on this? There was. There was just a resolve to try to uh, get this to be, be brought together, and it was... There was a resolve directing the DOE to study and make recommendations for the establishment of a main school safety center. And they had no whereas's, if I remember correctly. Which is why ought not to pass. It was ought not to pass. So this one is a safe school climate council, which is interesting. Uh, this is all new language here, and it's uh, creating a council of up to 20 members by a variety of, of people, including MPA, MSMA, MEA, 
and bullying prevention and minorities and immigrants and all kinds of people in order to make our schools safer and having better climates in our schools. I think that's wonderful. This council is authorized to meet twice a year and to present having jurisdiction over education matters every two years, recommendations on model policies to address bullying, harassment, and overall safety, which already exist, of course. We have policies for those of you who are listening, but this would make them better. Yeah, I, well, better because they'd be more informed. And more inclusive, as we just kind of More inclusive, about. more informed, and uh, being able to spread better frameworks, policies, ideas across the state from a group of people who are studying and knowing this issue. Again, we like frameworks. We do. And we like councils, and we like task groups, and we like whereases. We like whereases. So, we like emergency whereases the oh, best. We, but the, yes, they have to be emergency. They have to have whereases, and the rest of it needs to be short. And, and like a, 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 a line. line. We we had we had some we had one we could go back and back and find in the pod we had one that was pretty much the perfect bill that came up a little while ago. Oh yeah, that was sponsored. I forget exactly what it was, but it was sponsored by Senator Shannabellos of Kennebec. It was my senator. That's right. You that you were very excited that it was your very senator. proud of our senator. So yeah, she she clear listener. Thank you, Senator Bellows. And that we just did three days of previews. Eighth, ninth, and tenth of April, soaring our way into April vacation. The ninth educators. is ninth's a big one. Those, those, uh, those, what did we just talk about for the ninth? I forgot now. <laughs> Honest to God, I was like, wait, that's the, uh, that's the charter school one. It's like, no, that wasn't that. No, it's, oh, it was the, we're gonna get rid of learning results for kids. Learning results. That was sneaky. Sneaky. That that's, was sneaky. That's making that optional. One. I'm gonna see if anybody notices. I'm gonna try to do my darndest to go to that one, but I don't think I can. Yeah. I don't think I can. It's that week before vacation. Everything's just kind of. Crazy. It's also still assessment season at that point. I'm pretty sure I'm going to to an NGSS thing with some teachers. Yeah, I would love to miss that one just for this one purpose. <laughs> you feel like, feel a cold coming on? <laughs> Possibly. Maybe, hey, you know maybe, what? You know it could be pertussis. I might have pertussis, and my teachers don't really need me to go. <laughs> Let's be honest; they are way more capable than I. Especially I'm going with science teachers. Yeah. They you're, get you're just there to support, to give them to give them the support that they need. Or in this case, I might be giving them pertussis. You might be giving them pertussis. I just need to get immunized. Unless, well, set. they need to be immunized from you is what it really comes down to. <laughs> Your teachers <laughs> That's need a good to be general immunized. statement. Your teachers need to be immunized from you, yes. <laughs> I'm sure they'd like that. <laughs> um, so as we wrap up here, I'm going to talk about three other bills also. Let's do it. That have gone away. Bye-bye. <laughs> They've gone away. So the first one is LD503. This was actually a cultural affairs one. This is what we're going to talk about this one for, I don't know, 20 seconds. It's an act to provide additional funding for the Maine Bicentennial Commission. All right. Okay. So this one is actually uh, coded LTW now, which means leave to withdraw, which means it's a report by a committee to recommend the withdrawal of a measure by unanimous vote before a public hearing occurs. So basically, whoever sponsored <laughs> this was like, yeah, never mind. Don't even bring it. So there's another one that just happened My uh, bad. a couple of days ago. My fault. Which was a resolve, and I'm, I'm going to like click on it real quick here. It's on our spreadsheet. I'm hoping <coughs> that they took this away because there's no whereases. <clears throat> I'm, I'm just hoping, and yes. So it, this, it is short, though. This one is LD1035, which was resolved to streamline the process by which schools receive fresh fruit and vegetables. Um, this, again, nowhere as is, so good riddance. 
But it's a bad rubbish. They <laughs> see what I did there. That was really good. It's a bad rubbish. <laughs> it's it's gone. They just said, "No, we're this one's." My assumption is, it's already been covered in other bills mm-hmm. that have already had hearings. So why go through the process again? So they're like, "Yeah, we're done." So it, what, this this brings to me uh, my, my, what I'm visualizing here is that as they're going through the scheduling. And they're figuring out what's going to happen. Senator Millett or Representative Cornfield, out of the chairs, goes to the sponsors of these things and pulls them into like a dark alley mm. or a back room in the, in the cross center or in the state house and says, how about this? Don't bring this one forward. Just let this one die, okay? You just come forward and let it, just let it go. Let it go. And all will be good. You kind of sound like Michael Cohen there. So that was pretty good. <laughs> so I'm sure, I'm sure that's what he does when he was the fixer. So the last one. I don't know why my accent goes that way whenever I do that kind of stuff. I just, I, it just becomes, it's a natural thing. Maybe it's because I'm from, my mother's from Queens. I don't know. My mother's from Queens. She's from Queens. She's born, on, she's born in Queens, grew up on Long Island. Jesus. We have on a Long little, Island, Massapequa. Let's go one left. This is LD183, which is, this one surprised me. An act to increase the number of teachers in Maine. And that's just. Withdrawn. Withdrawn. Nope. However, reassigned. What is that? What, what is while, happening here? It took me a while to figure this one out because I was looking at the codes for this one. And it was uh, This one was voted out and referred on February 6th, so we're a little behind, referred to IDEA, I-D-E-A. I'm like, oh, cool idea. What? So a couple of days later, reported out, referred to IDEA. I'm like, is it a good idea or a bad idea? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I realized that it has been reassigned to the Committee on Innovation, Development, Economic Advancement, and Business on Valentine's oh, Day. The so there's a whole other committee. Idea committee. Yeah, it just went to a new committee. So it was interesting because. So let's say you get assigned to the you know labor and housing, or you get assigned to education and cultural affairs. You know, education and cultural affairs. Or you get to the idea committee. Well, that's inspiring. So what this was going to do to increase Ooh. the number of new teachers was increase the amounts that they could be loaned. To increase their student debt? Is that where think, it's going? I think that's why they kind of put this one off. They're like, yeah, you got you you take this. You you, you take that one over there. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was like. All right, you, you go over there. <laughs> right now, an eligible undergraduate. Just go sit down. <laughs> under the Educators for Maine program. An eligible undergraduate may receive a loan of up to $3,000 per year or $12,000 total. That increases that to $9,000 a year and $36,000 total. It also increases the total amount from $20,000 to $44,000. The total amount under the program a student may receive in undergrad and post-baccalaureate loans. So we're going to put you more in debt to become a teacher where we pay you nothing. Pay you nothing, and housing costs and Good cost luck. of living are just skyrocketing. But hey, those interest rates on those loans, so it's really they're not going to be any lower, and you're going to take out more money. Good thing they Good committed. idea. They switched this to the Committee on Idea. Bad idea. <laughs> well, it's a good idea to get it off of their committee. <laughs> and that public hearing is Thursday, April 4th, in the Cross Building Room 202, in the afternoon, so after a nice lunch at the Cross Cafe with some spicy dill pickle chips. Spicy dill pickle chips. We'll see what's on the grill. What's happening on the grill that day? They make all That should all, be their tagline. What's happening what's on the, the grill, grill today, today at the know? Cross Cafe? I was there the other day. They had a hot pastrami sandwich. 
They had a grilled chicken sandwich. They had a steak sub options. Burgers. Really good. Yeah, they had chili. They had these giant foot-long sausages with peppers and onions on a bun. Oh, delicious. And the best news is that uh, when you go there, the state will pick up the tab. Maybe. That is not true. That's not true at all. Don't do that. That's not true at all. Bring your money. You you can't walk in and say, hey, I I told, you know. This one's on the governor. Yeah, well, no, Commissioner Macon's paying for it. No, 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 no. Matt Matt said, no, 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 no. Thank you for listening and thank you for spreading the word, but not that way, See, please. The thing, is, the thing is, nobody's listening to us now. No, they're not. Once they once we get to our LTW and idea <laughs> jokes, yeah, they weren't really jokes. No, they're so not really jokes. They, now we're just talking to ourselves. We really are. Where can you that's find kind of us? What we, that's kind of what we always <laughs> done anyway. Wherever you can, you find you us. You can find us, um, of course, on whatever you listen to podcasts. Um, and please tell a friend. Tell a coworker and or just find random computers, log them in at different people, and then just download that way. Thanks. That all the numbers help us. But you can also find us on Twitter at Main Ed Matters and on Facebook at Main Education Matters. And look at our spreadsheet, which has all of these bills and all these votes, and it's updated on a consistently irregular basis. <laughs> it's as of right this very second, it is up to date. It it is updated as we are recording this. And if you're listening to this two weeks from now, it, it will be updated soon. And you're way behind. You're, you're, but thank you for listening. Catch up anyway. Yeah, right. Go back to listen to those PEPG ones too at the very beginning of the year. <sighs> oh, Lord. Yep, indeed. All right, bye. Bye. bye.